Good morning all this morning. Uh, what a beautiful day. It's no mistake that God made today like he did on Mother's Day. Um, happy Mother's Day to everybody out there that is a mother or acts as a mother. Uh, God made the day just as beautiful as you all are, so I, I thank you for everything that you do. Um, you, you are truly special in every way. Uh, let's begin with a word of prayer. Gracious Heavenly Father, God, we are so thankful. We're together in your name. Lord, whether united physically or by the Spirit, Lord, it doesn't matter to us. God, we pray that uh, your Spirit binds us today. Lord, pulls us together. Lord, makes us one flesh. Makes us one body, God, underneath your, your head. God, I am so thankful for this opportunity, Lord, to get together with the few that are here today. Lord, as we look to get together next weekend, God, I pray that you would just protect and watch over those that are gathering, Lord, and, and grant them mercies and keep them healthy. Um, God, I pray that you be with your body going forward, Lord, as we try to get back together physically. Lord, that you would just bless that opportunity, Lord, that I, I just pray that revival would break out, Lord, that we would be so excited to gather again in your presence. God, that lives would be changed, that hearts would be changed forever. God, I am so thankful for the opportunity to stand before you, Lord, to, to be used by you, Lord, and just thankful for everyone here today, Lord, the music and everything. I just, I pray that everything that has been done so far, Lord, would just bring honor and glory to your name as we look to reflect your light. God, as we look to point people towards you. God, I lift mothers up to you this morning. God, what a unique and special role that is that they play in this world and our lives. Uh, Lord, you truly designed the woman uh, for a purpose. And Lord, I am thankful for each and every one that has played a part in my life. Lord, I am thankful for my own mother. Lord, that uh, poured her heart and soul into me. God, and I'm thankful for my wife and the mother that she is to our children. Uh, God, truly truly have blessed us this morning. Lord, and I am so thankful. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I thought it was funny. I woke up this morning and had uh, a different message on my heart than the Lord had given me this week. And uh, I'll be honest with you, I was trying to stay away from the cliche Mother's Day, uh, Proverbs 31 uh, scripture. But I woke up this morning and, and the Lord says, no, that's that's what I want for you. Uh, so I did have a different message this morning and my apologies to my wife because as I was um, redoing the message that the Lord gave me this morning, she cooked breakfast on Mother's Day. So um, I apologize, um, but the Lord's work is important. And I am thankful to have the wife that I do, um, that she is obedient under God's authority as well. Um, and we show that to our children, and I am thankful for that. But as I was looking through it this morning, I, I looked up the definition of mother. And mother is a noun and is also a verb. And I, I thought that was unique as the mother is um, many things. Guys, no offense to us, but a lot of times we're um, just one-dimensional. We, we're good at some things, and we're not good at a lot of things. Um, but mothers... You guys, you guys play a lot of roles, and so I thought it was unique that, that mother was a noun and also a verb. Mother as a noun says, a woman in relation to her child or children. 
And I thought it important as we compare a mother to the love of Jesus. A woman in relation to her child or children. See, God wants a relationship with us. It's just not because he created us. But it's because he longs and desires for a relationship with his children. And the only way to become a child of the one true king is to accept the salvation that he gave through his son Jesus Christ. That he died for us on a cross. See, we are born God's creation. But we are not born a child of God. See, we become a child of God as we accept his salvation. And we accept his son's salvation and sacrifice that he made on the cross for us that day. And then we are no longer foster children, but we're adopted and grafted into the family of God. So yes, God created us. But to become a child of the king, you have to accept everything that he has for us. So that's mother as a noun. Mother is a verb. It says bring up a child with care and affection. See, that's also interesting to me because it's not just have a child and abandon it. It's have a child and bring it up with care and affection. See, when you care for something, when you show it affection, that engrafts everything about it. It, it engrafts the hard times where you're trying to teach them a lesson. And it engrafts the good times where you can sit and hug and love on each other. But when you are caring with affection, it becomes both the easy times and the hard times. The second one it says, mother is a verb, it says to look after someone kindly and protectively. And guys, I am not making this up, but I thought it was so funny. It says after protectively, it says sometimes excessively. And I just thought that was funny and sometimes... Uh, looking out and, and seeing my kids and as I was as a child that I thought it was a bit excessive at some times but I can promise you uh, kids that your mother has your best interest at heart uh, but I just thought it was funny is mothers fill a role that no father could ever do guys and that's no offense to any single fathers out there but God created man and a woman for a purpose and the rearing of a child, they need both. Uh, because women are something that men will never be, and men are something that women will never be. And both serve a role. I wanted to talk about, before I get into scripture here, some of the roles that my mom played as I was growing up, and as I was thinking about it this morning and, and going back through um, some of the events that happened, you know, mothers. Our lover, a caregiver, you find comfort and peace and joy. They're encouragers. Um, they are a lot of things, guys, that we'll never, ever be. Um, along with those nurturers and, and the spirit that they bring to kids in the rearing of a child, <laughs> they're also a police officer and a doctor, a nurse, a firefighter, a horse wrangler, a vet, a splinter puller, a coach, a landscaper, an electrician, a farmer, a plumber, a 
a bus driver, a taxi driver, a clerk, a teacher, a therapist, a counselor, a banker, a referee, and an encourager. I've seen my mom take on all these tasks and more and, and do it with a loving heart. And it's not that she knew how to do every one of these, but she would sacrifice herself for her children over and over again. And for that, I'm thankful. I've seen my mom um, do everything from uh, breaking her finger in a lead rope and having my dad set it there in the kitchen. And it was like a 90 degree angle. Uh, it was really nasty looking. She told dad to pull it back straight. Dad's like, no. And eventually she convinced him and, and he pulled it back straight and they set it in the living room and wrapped it up. Uh, I don't know how many countless trips my mother made carrying me and my friends to, to ball games and into fast food restaurants in between games and, and then to the creek after that. My mother has been many things, but most of all, she has been my mother, and I am thankful for that. As we go into Scripture, in Proverbs 31, starting in verse 10, it kind of gives an explanation to what a virtuous woman is. And when I looked at the what a virtuousness is, definition was it was having or showing high moral standard. And then see, I went back to the thought process. Um, a woman can have a child, but it takes a lot of special traits for a woman to be a mother. See, a woman can be a mother without ever having a child. And a woman that has a child cannot be a mother. As we look at these traits and the things that take place on Mother's Day, as we give the least amount of praise um, to what they actually deserve to our mothers, are truly a blessing uh, from God. But a virtuous woman is having or showing high moral standards. As we start in Proverbs chapter 31, starting in verse 10, it says, Who can find a virtuous woman? For her price is far above rubies. See, these are rare. These women that I described to you on the other side of this page are rare. These people that are willing to sacrifice every ounce of their self to give life to their offspring are rare. As again I said, just because you have a child does not make you a mother. And just because you don't have a child does not mean that you can't be a mother. I'm thankful for all the women that step up in roles of motherhood um, and take on other people's children and raise them and rear them in a high moral standard way. But it says, who can find a virtuous woman for her price as far above rubies? The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ships. She bringeth forth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is not yet night. 
and giveth me to her household, and a portion to her maidens. She considereth the field, and buyeth it, with the fruit of her hands she planteth a vineyard. She girdeth her loins with strength, and strengtheneth her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good, her candle goeth not out by night. She layeth her hands to the spindle, and her hands hold the staff. She stretcheth out her hand to the poor, yet she reaches for her hands for the needy. She is not afraid of the snow for her household, for all her household are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry, her clothing is silk and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. She maketh fine linen and selleth it, and delivereth girls unto the merchant. Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. She openeth her mouth with wisdom, and in her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed. Her husband also and he praiseth her. Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain, but a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. I wanted to read it so you got all of it. And now we're going to go back and look at it piece by piece, and I will let you know what I've experienced and what I've seen in my mother and in my wife. One, in verse 10, they're rare. They're rare. I've seen people struggle with um, women that have children but don't want to be mothers. I've also seen women step in the gap where mothers aren't and become mothers even though they're not children of their own. This is a rarity but should be sought after. I want to talk about in verse 11, the heart of her husband doth safely trust in her. See, we as men, as strong as we are, find rest in a good, virtuous woman. Because we don't have to worry about what she's doing when we're not together. We don't have to worry about what they're teaching our children. We don't have to worry about what they're doing in our absence. See, this is the standard for a virtuous woman. And that's what I always try to instill in my kids and my wife and my mother instilled in me. It doesn't matter who's watching. You should be the same person always. And as we look at the church today, and as we look at what God's standard has called us to be, He calls us all to be virtuous. Because just because we come to church on Sunday and maybe we don't say a cuss word for an hour while we're sitting in the pew, but all afternoon we cuss and swear and drink. So that has no virtue to it because you hold yourself to a higher standard than that. Not because you want the world to look at you better, but because you want to be pleasing to God. So when a person says they want the same person on Sunday morning as they get on Sunday night... That's what virtue is. It's doing the right thing even when people aren't looking. See, one of the things that 
my mom always told me was if you have to hide it, you probably shouldn't do it. And in that, I found that to be true. And as I watch my kids, whenever they are trying to do something bad or, or trying to hide something, it always sparks curiosity to me. Because if they have to hide it, they probably shouldn't be doing it. That's why it's called darkness. And that's why there's a contrast between dark and light. Because evil things are hid in the darkness. And God brings light to every situation so that there be nothing hidden. See, we should be reflecting God's light 24-7, not just one hour on Sunday morning. See, the same person that we meet on Sunday morning at church should be the same person that we get on Tuesday night in the grocery store. It's funny because me and my wife were having this conversation last night about the amount of times that we meet in church. And I said, it's funny since we've been out of this, I feel like I've had more church than when we've been in the building. Because see, I don't just stop having church on Sunday morning or Sunday night or Wednesday night when I have conversations about the love and forgiveness of Christ and the testimonies that He has given me and the things that I've lived through. And when I listen to people share their testimonies with me, I have church in the grocery store at noon when I'm getting my lunch. I have church in, the, in the, my office at the bank as people talk to me and share about their testimonies with God. See, church isn't confined by a building, but it's, it's defined by your love for God and your willingness to talk about Him wherever you are and to reflect His light in every situation. And before you know it, when you talk about God with another person, you start bouncing off one another and the Spirit gets to flowing between you two and all of a sudden you're having a church service standing at the cart rack inside a country. See, I love when I meet up with other godly people and it doesn't matter where it's at because they know that they're going to get me whether it's on Sunday morning or Tuesday afternoon or Friday night. And I hope I get them. And I know that there's no variation. And I know that sometimes we slip and fall. But for the most part, people are going to get the me that they see today preaching the Word of God on Tuesday if they have a question. Or if I see something where I can input the Word of God, I'm going to do it because that is my church. And as a Christian, that is my obligation to share the light of God and to share the truth about Christ's offering that He gave and the salvation that is made through His offering. See, that's what I look for in a woman. And that's what we should be looking for in each other as brothers and sisters in Christ. That we're not defined by worldly objects and things, but defined by God's word and God's standard. So husbands, that's where we are. Put our trust in our wives, in a virtuous woman. And that's where we put our trust in our mothers as we know that they won't steer us down the wrong path. In Proverbs 12, verse 4, it says, A virtuous woman is a crown to her husband, but she that maketh shame is his rottenness in his bones. See, guys, you have to be careful when you're picking a woman. I've seen a funny meme on Facebook, and I'll just share this real fast. Um, when this quarantine started, it, it was poking fun at all the guys that had picked a woman for looks, and it said, I bet you wish you didn't have a woman that looks so good but could cook better. And I found that funny because in so many times, 
And at the end of this Proverbs 31, it, it says that all of that is temporal, and those things will fade away, but the virtue inside of a woman will never fade, and it is to be praised and honored. See, guys, we have to pick a woman with a good heart and a heart that seeks after God, not only to help take care of us and not dispose of our trust and, and our love towards them, but to also rear children and to be a virtuous mother. That we can raise up the next generation and point them towards God like we should be pointing them towards God. See, my wife gets to spend a lot more time with my children than I do. But I have no doubts or no fears about the things that she is telling my children because I know that she is a virtuous woman who seeks after the heart of God and I know that's what she's going to call my children to do as well. So single men out there looking, read this and read it again and then read it again and seek after the things that the Bible says a good woman is. And in verse 13 it says, She seeketh wool and flax and worketh willingly with her hands. She is like the merchant ship, she bringeth her food from afar. She riseth also while it is yet night and giveth meat to her household. And a portion to her handmaids. In verse 15, it blows my mind because I can remember my mother. She was most always the first one up in the morning and always the last one to go to bed at night. She was up in the morning and before school, we always had a hot breakfast before we went to school. And it didn't matter how many ball teams I played on, my uniforms were always clean and ready to wear. And it didn't matter how busy we were, my mother always took the time to make sure she showed us her love, she made sure that we were fed, and in clean clothes. And a lot of times she would stay up way past the time we all went to bed to make sure my uniform was clean for the ball game the next day, or even doing some of my friends' laundry so that our ball clothes were clean for the next day. Because I believe in the, the community that I was raised in. See, a lot of my friends would come and we shared our house. My parents opened up our house to a lot of friends and we would have morning practices and, and be at, a, at the school at 6 o'clock in the morning and we would all run back to the house and shower. We had three showers in the house growing up and all of them would be full with boys waiting in line to take showers so we could go back to school. See, my mom didn't just care for me and my brother. She cared for every that we ever had that ever entered our household. Nobody that entered our house ever went without food or loving kindness. But see, this comes in a virtuous woman because she's up before everybody else planning to take care of her family. In verse 15 it says, She rises while it's still night and giveth meat to her house, up preparing for her family to succeed. And she also gave portion to her maidens in 16 it says she considered the field and by it with the fruit of her hand she planted the vineyard. She girded her loins with strength and strengthening her arms. She perceiveth that her merchandise is good. Her candle goeth out not out by night. See a virtuous woman she doesn't give things out willingly. She doesn't give of her body just willingly. She reserves it for the portions that deserve to be given. 
See, a true woman seeking after God realizes that her body is not an object to be desired after, but it's reserved for something special. And so whenever we give of the fruit freely, we don't reserve it for the people that actually need it, or the person that actually needs it. See, she realizes her worth. Not that she's overconfident or cocky, but she realizes that God has truly blessed her with something different and something loving and kindness and, and things that men don't have. But she reserves it for the one that deserves it. See, God directs us to move towards people. God wants us to be together. I always think about me and my wife. We're, we're kind of opposite ends of the spectrum, but her half makes me whole. And vice versa. Because I bring balance and calmness to a sometimes overexcited situation. And she brings me the other way. Sometimes I need to be a little more excited to move a little faster about things. See, my wife brought me into a closer relationship and a closer walk with the Lord. And I thank her daily for that. Because I was out there running about, running amok, and, and doing things that were probably hidden in the darkness and, and making my own mistakes. My wife was calling me to a higher standard. But see, Proverbs 14.1 says, Every wise woman buildeth her house. And the one thing that I understand now in my closer walk with the Lord that I never understood back then is that my wife was calling me to a higher standard because she was building her house. She needed a man that served God and was under God's authority so that she could be a woman that was underneath the authority of God and man. Because see, I was talking about the two halves making whole. That's what God desires of a couple that is equally yoked. I think it's funny, looking back, how far she brought me, but she brought me right to the foot of the cross. And see, when we desire godly things, we get godly results. When we seek after God, we find God. And there's no letdown in a virtuous woman. So men, whenever you find one, lay hold to it. Because as Misty was drawing me closer to God, I didn't realize it, but she was building her house. She was trying to help me be the man that she knew I was created to be. She was trying to lift me up to God in prayer every day to be the man that God had created me to be. And see, that's what a husband and a wife do for one another. They build each other up and raise each other to be the men and women that God designed us to be. Sure, we have faults. Sure, we get tore down. But ultimately, we're there to lift each other back up. So when you look for a virtuous woman, know that that woman will build you up. That she will raise you to a higher standard and know that she will do the same for your children. In verse 19 it says. She layeth her hands to the spindle. And her hands hold to the staff. She stretched out her hand to the poor. And she stretched forth her hands. To the needy. See it's not all about just you and your family. It's your service to the Lord. And his mother's 
teach their children, one thing that they should be teaching them is that we're here to serve everyone. See, God has blessed my family so much that we are more now so than ever allowed to give more. I was teaching my uh, son the other day, talking about giving, and I said, if you're going to take what God gives you and hold it for yourself, then he's not going to give you more. I said, but when you take what God gives you and you spread it around among other people, he will keep refilling your cup. And then God confirmed me what I was telling my son the other day by telling me on the radio about the woman with the oil cup or the oil rig and how she started pouring it out and it just kept filling and kept filling and kept filling and there was no bottom to it. But see, that's how God's love works. That's how God's forgiveness works, that he continually fills your cup with joy and grace and mercy. If you truly are seeking after him, he will supply all of your needs. But when we take what God gives us and we use it to bless others, he will richly refill. As long as we do it out of his glory and not our own. See, everything that me and my wife have gathered together has been nothing that we have done, but it has been servitude to the Lord and what he has done for us. And we know the things that we have are temporary. And the things that we have can even go away. But we are enjoying the blessings while we have them, and we try to share our blessings the best that we can. But see, that's one attribute to a virtuous woman. She doesn't take all these good things and hoard them up for herself. She takes them and spreads them to those that have need or are in need. I think we've seen more of that over the last little bit than we have in a long time. People making masks and doing different things and, and delivering them out. I know there's women of the church here that have made masks. I know my family's been making masks, uh, people in my extended family. But we take what the Lord has given us and we give it to other people. In verse 21 it says, She is not afraid of the snow, for her household, for all her household, are clothed with scarlet. She maketh herself coverings of tapestry. Her clothing is silk and purple. See, women do a lot better than what men do about planning. Guys, let's be honest. I don't plan well at all. Um, and my wife is probably not the best at it, but she is way better at it than I am. But what this is saying is that women take account of what their family needs. They knew that the winter was coming. They knew it was going to be cold. So what did the woman do? She made clothes and made ready for her family's survival. Because see, while the man's out earning a living and doing different things, the woman is at home preparing her family. Who do you think prepares the clothes for her husband to wear to work that day? Who do you think gets the household organized so that he can come home and be a father? Who do you think has the kids every time the father steps out to go to work or help somebody else. See, that's where a virtuous woman comes in because if I have to go help somebody or go to a hospital visit or a house visit or stay late at work, I don't have to worry about my kids because my wife is a virtuous woman and she seeks after the heart of God so I don't worry about my children. See, my dad had the same confidence in my mom that any time he was gone or in absence, he knew that we were in good hands with my mother. See, that's the kind of confidence that everybody has. And if you have that, 
you are truly blessed because there's not a lot of people living with that confidence today. In verse 23 it says, Her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. You know, it occurs to me oftentimes that one is good for the other. The husband isn't known as a whoremonger, an adulterer, and bad. See, because one half completes the other. Because I believe that a virtuous woman can change the heart of a bad man. If she seeks after God, she will find God. But I believe also that a virtuous woman will pick somebody to edify her, to build her, that she has confidence in. I had the opportunity to lead a, a men's group, and it was kind of canceled halfway through by this uh, pandemic that we're experiencing. But it was all about how men need to be better men to be accompanied by a better woman. And one of the things that Tony Evans said in this study was, if you're looking at your wife, just please know that she is a reflection of your relationship with God. Man, that really hit home for me. Because when men step up and fall under the authority of God and start being obedient to what God has, the wife easily falls in under authority of God and her husband. Because that's what a virtuous woman is. She allows God to lead her life and to lead her children. She follows the footsteps of God. In verse 25 it says, Strength and honor are her clothing, and she shall rejoice in time to come. I sit here and I think about all the things that my mother done. Uh, growing up I watched her do all the things that I said earlier. She was a carpenter and a plumber. Um, done a lot of things that no woman should have to do, but her strength and her honor were her clothing. I never heard a crossway said about my mother because she lived a life that deserved respect. Think about that for a second. A person that lives a life that deserves respect. A person that seeks after God and seeks godly things deserves respect from the people around her and will get respect. That's why if up in verse 23 it says her husband is known in the gates when he sitteth among the elders of the land. See, when you put a husband and a wife together to desire the Lord and his teachings and everything about God, you will get a man and a woman that live a life deserving respect. And in another verse, and I don't know where it's at, God says, when you live a life that you should, everything that comes against you, all the words that come against you will fall short and have no hold. Because people will know that it's not true. In verse 26, it says, she'll open her mouth with wisdom, and her tongue is the law of kindness. She looketh well into the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. My gosh, when I, when I think about moms, there's not an idle bone in their body. It blows my mind how they go all the time, and they go, and they go, and they go. And they fill all the gaps that the kids need because they sacrifice of themselves to make their children whole. See, as I talk about this, and as I give descriptive words, God paints a clearer and clearer picture of how women 
are like Christ. They sacrifice their life for their children. They fill in all the gaps of what their children are not so that they can become more than what they ever thought they could be. See, that's what Christ did for us. See, Christ died on the cross to give us opportunity to be more than we could ever be. And that's forgiven. Because we don't deserve forgiveness and we don't deserve God's grace and God's mercy, but through the shed blood of Jesus Christ, He gave it to us. See, a virtuous woman doesn't open her mouth with blasphemy things, but she opens her mouth with wisdom and the law of kindness. She looketh well to the ways of her household, and eateth not the bread of idleness. Her children arise up and call her blessed, her husband also, and he prays of her. I think it's so fitting that we have a day to honor mothers, because it really should be every day. But as we look at that, and as we think about a day to honor mothers, we think about a day to honor God on Sunday, and it shouldn't be just one day. God deserves our honor and our praise and our glory always seven days a week. 29 says, Many daughters have done virtuously, but thou excellest them all. In verse 30 it says, Favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. We talk about being praised, but really they're giving praise to God. If she's a truly virtuous woman that seeks God in everything that she does, she is a reflection of the light, and her finger will point towards God and not herself. See, so many times today we, we see people doing good things, and we see people... Um, really trying to bless others, and then you see that selfie on Facebook of them handing something to somebody else. Or you see pictures of them giving money to the poor, or giving food to the less, or, or doing something for the needy, but they're taking a picture of themselves and publicly blasting it across the internet. So the Bible says is when we give, we should not let the left hand know what the right is doing. So we shouldn't seek self-praise in these things. We shouldn't need to be told by everybody else in this world that we're doing good things. We should do these things in quietness and allow God to give us reward later because it says those who seek reward here on this earth will have it. But those that do the things in the quiet will receive their reward later. See, God sees everything that we do. He doesn't need a selfie posted on Facebook of the good things that we're doing. See, a virtuous woman does all these things without praise and without glory. And mothers don't get the recognition that they should, especially a lot of times from the fathers. But today we honor mothers like they should be honored. Because all of the things that they do are usually behind the scenes. Every ball uniform that you see on that ball field, know that a mother washed it the night before. Every uniform that you see on a basketball court, know that the mother has probably had their hand in washing it. Know that the hair is combed because of the mother. Know that the, the clothes matched because the mother was there. Know that your kids are fed because the mother was there. See, they don't ask to be praised and honored and glorified. They do it so their kids will have a chance to succeed. They do it 
and give of their self, and they give of their time, so that their kids might find favor, so that their kids might be blessed, so their kids might succeed, so their kids might be faster, so their kids might be smarter, so that their kids might have a relationship with the Lord. says, favor is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Give her of the fruit of her hands, and let her own works praise her in the gates. See, there's a, a truly wonderful reward coming for a woman that fears God. There's a crown of righteousness that awaits them like no other. Because their effectualness has a long-lasting effectualness for generations. See, there's a lot of things that I remember about my grandma and my great-grandma. Because I've had time to visit with them. So your effectualness, your virtuousness does not end with you. It's passed on through generations. As we teach, your, as we teach our kids, and our kids teach our kids, and their kids teach their kids, our effectualness last for generations. So a woman that feareth the Lord, she shall be praised. Isaiah chapter 40 verse 11. I've read this several times and never heard the last of it, I guess, or just read over it too fast to really pay attention. In Isaiah chapter 40 verse 11, he says, He tends his flock like a shepherd, he gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. This last part is the part I've never looked at. It says he gently leads those that have young. So take heart, mothers, if you're battling, if you're struggling, if you feel like nobody's listening to you. God gently leads those that have young. Find yourself submissive and humble before the cross. Find yourself fervently in prayer, praying for your children and your husband. I don't know the hours that my wife uh, spends on her knees praying for me or for my children, but I can assure you it's a lot. I don't know that the hours my mother spent on her knees praying for me that somehow I, my stupidity wouldn't end me up hurt or even worse dead. I am assured that my mother's prayers and my grandmother's prayers are the only reason I am alive and standing here today. But see, today is it's Mother's Day. A woman that fears the Lord, she shall be praised. So that today is a day of praise for mothers. I'll leave you with this. Isaiah 66, 13 says, A mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you, and you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. See, there's so many references to how mothers are like the love of Christ. And when I say mother, that's not just a woman who's born a child. It's a, it's a woman that rears children, that raises them up, seeking the Lord. That her effectualness goes on for generations. That she desires her children's success, 
without any praise, honor, or glory. Well, today, mothers, we're praising you. We praise you for everything that you do. We praise you for being that firefighter or farmer or, or doctor or splinter puller, comforter, therapist, everything that's done behind the scenes that nobody sees. We know it's you, mothers. And that we know at some juncture in our life, every person has had a God-seeking woman in their life. Whether you know it or not, you've had a woman praying for you. As me and my wife pray for a lot of kids. But my wife doesn't seek glory for it. She wants my kids to have the best. And she wants my kids to seek a relationship with God. I am thankful for mothers across the country today. Let's bow our heads as we pray for our mothers in the country and dismiss today. Gracious Heavenly Father, God, I am so thankful, Lord, for the opportunity to stand in your presence. God, to give praise to mothers, to tell about a virtuous woman, Lord, a, a woman that you define. Lord, I pray for the mothers that are, are struggling right now. God, that they would seek after you harder and longer than ever before. Because the success doesn't lie in them, the success lies in you, Lord. I pray for all the mothers that have gone on, Lord, that they are resting in your presence, singing you, praises, and glorying you today. Lord, I pray for the mothers to come. God, that they would seek you first. God, that they would look up to you for guidance and direction. God, that you would match them up with the God we man. Lord, I pray for current mothers in any situation. God, that they would seek the stillness that they can find in you. Lord, rarely do they get time alone or unbothered. But God, give them that time. Lord, bless them with the reassurance that you are there leading them and guiding them and supporting them. God, as we men unite together today to lift the women of our lives up to you in prayer, God, we pray that you would just give them a day of rest. Lord, a confidence to go about their daily tasks, to know that they aren't overlooked or undershadowed, Lord. Lord, and I pray that you would just give them guidance, direction, grant them mercies. Lord, I pray that you'd be with all the congregation today, Lord, wherever they are, that they would feel your love. God, I pray that you want to gather today, Lord, that you would protect them, keep them safe and healthy. God, I pray that you'd be with everybody this week. God, that we would seek after you first in anything and everything that we do. Lord, I love you and thank you. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Happy Mother's Day.